Welcome to Rock Your Brain, Rock Your Life, the only podcast hosted by a high-achieving tech leader and certified coach that teaches you how to use proven cognitive tools to rewire your brain so you work 10 to 20% less while crushing your goals. And you'll do this in 180 days. Hi, I'm Sarah. After decades of frantically overworking, never believing I could achieve big goals in my life and feeling constantly anxious, overwhelmed, and burnt out daily at work, I finally figured work out. I learned how to work less while identifying and nailing goals I never thought possible. I learned how to feel calm, confident, and a sense of ease at work. So if you're a high achiever who wants to achieve big goals, but doesn't even think it's possible unless you work a gajillion hours, or doesn't even think big goals are possible in any way, shape, or form, this podcast is for you. I keep it simple. You'll learn the neuroscience-based cognitive tools I and my clients use daily to work less while achieving more than they ever imagined. Quick side note, you'll run the risk of being passionately in love with your career. Hey, rock stars, how y'all feeling today? I'm feeling peaceful. I've been coaching myself a lot around feeling abundant versus my old track of thinking and believing there's not enough fill in the blank. By the way, I found a daily gratitude practice has helped me so much in feeling more abundant in my life. And I'm also reading the book, The Soul of Money by Lynn Twist, which is about how you can create an abundant relationship with money that fills your soul once you understand your belief towards money, including how you earn it, how you spend it, and how you give it away. Lynn founded The Hunger Project, and she asks us to discover our relationship with money by understanding how we use it. And then when we're aware of our core human values, we can align our relationship with money to achieve our desired goals at a soul level. Doing this can really help us feel fulfilled and transform our lives. It's a fascinating book and a super powerful reminder of the many ways we can grow as badass humans. Today, I want to talk about daring yourself to find your voice with your partner, your boss, your friends, the waitress in the restaurant, with all the circumstances in your life, when you notice it feels difficult in your body to say something out loud. And notice I said when it feels difficult. This is what we're going to focus on. We're going to focus on feeling a little discomfort. You're going to notice the times when you feel that discomfort in your body or a feeling of anxiety or nervousness. Now, why am I daring you to find your voice? Because your voice is your power. And when used effectively, the power of your voice has the ability to help you build massive confidence in yourself in 30 days. I've been practicing this skill in my 90-day romantic relationship, and I've doubled my confidence and belief in myself in 30 days. And as you all know, I practice these tools on myself, and then I roll them out to you guys. So remember, one of the best things about confidence is that it creates more confidence, and then more confidence. It just keeps rising. And soon, 
as you start feeling more confident, you notice feelings of feeling more fulfilled, feeling more powerful, just feeling happier in your life. So here's an amazing story about the power of finding and using your voice to grow massive confidence in yourself with one of my students. So one of my students had a love-hate relationship with alcohol for years. She loved the idea of bonding with her girlfriends over cocktails on the weekends, boozy brunches, posting fun shots with cocktails on Instagram. She's single, so she loved the idea of going out on dates with guys to, quote, grab a drink and see if we like each other. And she loved wine tasting in Napa. And all of her friends drank. These are all the sentences that were going on in her brain. Her brain said, it's just what we do together. She was completely bought into society's conditioning that looked like the following. Everyone drinks. Drinking makes me look cool and hip. And by the way, what would I post on Instagram if it's not about us drinking? Another belief, I need a drink to calm me down after an exhausting day at work. Another sentence in her brain. Drinking's a way for me to connect with others, be social, and I'm way more fun when I drink. Here's another one. I'm not an alcoholic, so there's no problem. But here's the problem, y'all. After every time she drank, she woke up the following morning slightly hungover or very hungover with a nagging voice inside of her with shitty thoughts that sounded like this talk track to herself. Quote, I feel terrible quote, I can't get all my work done today. And I feel really awful about this quote. I shouldn't drink. I have no willpower quote. What's wrong with me quote. I have to figure this out so I can keep drinking. I have to drink with my friends. It's just what we do. And here's the most shitty negative thought that kept her completely paralyzed and unable to make a change. She had this belief, if I stop drinking, I will lose my closest friends. They'll break up with me. And we won't have drinking as a way to bond and connect. Yes, y'all, her primitive puppy brain had thoughts that created the feelings of fear, that she would be pushed out of the pack and left to die. She 10,000% believed that if she stopped drinking, she would lose her closest friends. This, y'all, was a fact for her the truth. And she had so much critical judgment and negative self-talk about herself, as I just shared, that she had massive feelings of shame. And here's what I want you to see what happens in your brain. When you feel shame in your body, the brain reacts as if it were facing physical danger. And next thing you know, you want to either escape what's going on in your life and buffer with more booze, Netflix, eating or shopping to escape the feeling of shame, or you may find yourself being short with yourself or others, like picking a fight. Shame is a really tragic feeling, y'all. So she knew deep down that drinking was creating a lot of negative results in her life at work and personally, and that it had been this way for years. And she tried quitting, then she started up again, then she'd quit again. She literally had strapped herself into a roller coaster of big highs and even bigger lows of shame. Here are some of the negative results she was creating in her life. 
at work, it often felt very hard to get her projects done on time. She wanted a promotion, but that didn't seem to be on track. She would show up in meetings just feeling grumpy and be short and snappy with colleagues. She kept her colleagues at a distance. She was also very driven. So the days when she wasn't in some state of a hangover, she would double down on work to make up for her, quote, unproductive days. And those double down days entailed massive amounts of getting stuff done and no rest. And so she felt consistent feelings of burnout and exhaustion. Around her friends, you know, on her very hungover day, she didn't want to connect with anyone and definitely didn't want to put herself out there and date. She pushed a lot of people away. Her evenings would be spent watching mindless TV shows and telling herself thoughts like, I'll figure this out. I'm definitely going to find a way to figure this out. She had to, right? Her brain had a bullshit belief that she would lose her closest friends if she stopped drinking. And then the hardest part was just around herself. You know, she wasn't showing up for herself and that inner wisdom and voice that saw the shitty results she was creating for herself at work and with her friends. And she is a really smart, high achieving woman in the tech industry. And she felt really unfulfilled, really stuck at work, really stuck in her relationships. And she knew that she wanted more for her life, but she couldn't figure out what was going on. Why did she feel so shitty? So her brain was going to the worst place around losing friends, which remember y'all, this is what the primitive puppy brain is designed to do. So don't expect his scavenger hunt for garbage to stop anytime soon. What you can do is use my powerful cognitive tools to start seeing the lies your brain serves up daily as facts. So using the self-coaching framework in the Rockstar program, we started looking at the most unhelpful negative thought, which was, quote, if I stop drinking, I will lose my closest friends. So my first question to her was like, is this true? Do you know this to be a fact? And of course, her answer was, I don't know if that's true. I haven't even tested the waters with them. Then I asked her, you know what? So what if some of them leave? Like, are these the types of friends that you want to have? The people who only value you as a drinking partner? She started just thinking about like, okay, maybe there are different ways for me to think about drinking in my life. We also identified another underlying fear. She had of feeling lonely. She was petrified of feeling lonely. So of course, if her brain was telling her she'll lose her friends if she quits drinking, then she's going to go to the place and then you're going to feel lonely, right? That's what her brain's going to tell her. By the way, I feel lonely, y'all. It's just a thought, right? It's just a sentence in your brain and you get to choose what sentences you want your brain to believe. I feel lonely doesn't sound very useful, does it? So I had a few more questions for her. First question. You know, regarding your life and yourself, are you willing to keep shitting all over yourself in your life? Because that's what you're doing. When you don't show up for yourself at work, you're underachieving at work, right? You're not showing up for your friends or dating or many parts of your life. Are you willing to have a shitty life because your brain has a sentence in it and is making a huge assumption that says all your friends will leave you if you quit drinking? Which you've already said you don't even know or think to be a fact. 
And she said, you know what? No, I want to stop. The next question I asked is, how would you like to feel about you making a difficult decision not to drink anymore? And her answer was strong. I want to feel strong. I want to feel powerful. Then we talked about what other thoughts she could have that would be useful and help her feel strong and stop drinking. And after a few coaching sessions, she said, you know, I'm open to believing that I can do something hard and feel discomfort and use my voice and let my friends, family, and everyone know that I've quit for the next 30 days. And then I can assess in 30 days. Of course, my response was, yes, you can do this. This was such a huge step for her. She was willing to face the fact that she was creating a result in her life where she was hiding from herself, her family, her friends, her badassery. She wanted to stop feeling shitty. She decided to embrace the feeling of discomfort, risk being rejected by her friends, according to her brain, and take a huge step to be all in on her life. She decided to give a gift to her future self, to take a step to trying to feel more fulfilled in her life, to use her voice, feel discomfort, and say, I've decided to quit drinking for the next 30 days. And yes, she used her powerful voice and none of her friends broke up with her. You guys, it was the most amazing experience when she came back and reported this news. And it's been nine months and she's thriving. She got a promotion. She's lost weight. She's in a committed romantic relationship. Most importantly, this huge, brave step gave her so much belief in herself, her badassery. This was the start of her creating confidence in herself and more confidence and more confidence. It's been incredible to watch her growth. So here's the lesson. I'm going to give you one lesson today. Dare yourself to feel discomfort and find your voice. Find your power. So the first thing you need to do is identify the experiences when you notice it's hard to find your voice. What are those scenarios? Are they when you're with your partner? Is it hard to say, I want to go away with a girlfriend for the weekend? Or can we have more sex? Is it hard with your friends to say, find a way to stay connected, you know, and text weekly? Or is it hard to say, will you be in my wedding? Is it hard with your boss? Setting boundaries about your workload, asking for a raise or a promotion. Brainstorm all these circumstances where you feel discomfort and you notice you're not using your voice. Once you've identified these scenarios, identify the feeling that comes up when you don't share your voice. Are you feeling fear? Or is there some resentment or nervous about maybe saying something in that work meeting? Then go to the worst place. What's your brain telling you is the worst thing that's going to happen? Remember, it's your primitive puppy brain and he's on a scavenger hunt. So I'm going to tell you something, y'all. It's going to be a lie. Next, I want you to identify the results you're creating or not creating in your life when you don't have your voice. Do you like or dislike these results? The biggest challenge for my student was she was not moving forward in her career. Now think about what you want to be feeling when you are using your voice. Do you want to feel calm, 
powerful, proud, peaceful, happy? What results would you like to be creating in your life? What would you have to be willing to say to shift your experience, your creating results you want in your life so that you're feeling more confident? And then define your little plan to move forward for one specific scenario. Maybe you pick the one with your partner or your best friend. For example, my student, before she went out, practiced feeling calm. And most importantly, believing that this is a gift she's giving to her future self of not drinking and that she'd feel happier. She also practiced the feeling of proud after she used her voice. Proud she showed up for her badass self and loving herself and loving this journey to fully loving herself. Here's an exercise for you to try this week to take this work a little deeper. Put 10 minutes on your calendar and try this. Okay, step one, grab a piece of paper and a pen and write down one scenario in your life where you notice it feels hard to use your voice and ask for what you want. Write down the results you're creating in your life because you're afraid to use your voice. Do you like those results? Okay, I'm so proud of you. You can do this. And if you want support to get unstuck, crush some big goals, and just fucking love your life, you need to come join the Rockstar program. It's the only place I know of where we show up every day as a badass community for ourselves and each other, cheering each other on, and we're going to blow our own minds this year. Okay, I'll talk to you next week. I love you. Bye. If you're loving what you're learning in this podcast, you have to come and check out the Rockstar program. It's my coaching program where we take these neuroscience-based cognitive tools and we use them daily to break through burnout so you can fall passionately in love with your career. So join me over at sarahmoody.com. I would love to have you join me. You can also follow me at Sarah L. Moody on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. I can't wait to see you.